You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because there is a more freeing way to be fit. Hello. Uh, Welcome to the fifth episode of the podcast. And this is Stephanie. You're listening to Move With Radiance. And yeah, number five. That's crazy to me. (laughs) Feels like I just started. And I really appreciate you all being here. So um, thank you. (laughs) Well, okay. I'm not sure what the weather's like in the parts of the country you are in, but here in Utah, um, well, first of all, I went down to the desert this past weekend and got sunburned. (laughs) So coming back up here, it was a little colder and I'm, I think my body is ready for the spring and summer seasons. (laughs) The winter has been a little less than impressive and, I think at this point, I'm just ready for mountain biking season to start up again. And we were actually having some really good weather this week, but I just checked the forecast and today looks like thunderstorms and then we're supposed to get snow. (laughs) So I guess winter is not quite over yet, but here's to hoping, I guess. (laughs) So today's episode is part two of this whole control series that I have been working on. And this, I promised a mountain lion story and today you will get a mountain lion story. Um, but the, this whole next part of control that I want to talk about is around the idea of one, um, I mean, and everything connects, but just wanted to go deeper into this next piece of it. But, um, we have control over how we react in certain situations. And along with that, we also have control over our fears and just what it means to make decisions not in that fear place and to not let those fears completely consume us and react out of that. And so I wanted to talk about, well, I actually have two stories from one from the weekend and also this mountain lion story where I was sort of put in these situations where I could just completely let my fear take control and just come from a place of, of that. Like that would be my choice of reaction, or I could examine the other option that I had and go with that, which usually makes the whole situation a little bit better and more fun or in the mountain lion situation, that choice probably saved my life. So just understanding that we have control over all of that. We may not have control over the situation itself, but we have control over the way we react. And with that, let's, let's get into this whole, uh, mountain lion story. Uh, let's see, this was back in the fall, um, when, We had, oh, and it's daylight saving this week. I hope you all are doing okay with that. I have not been adjusting very well, so I hope you've been adjusting better than me. But this was when the light was out longer, and we decided to go for a ride. And we were going to do a trail that we had never done before. And 
we, it was, it was me and Eric and we were waiting for one of our friends to get off work. So he, I think was off work around like five thirty or six or something. And so for me, starting that late already gave me a little bit of the butterflies, but you know, also doing this trail that we had never done before and whatever. So we get in the car and we were going to shuttle, which means that we take one car up to the top of the mountain, ride our bikes down the mountain and then get a car and retrieve the other car. Um, and so we drove up and get out and start riding and it's beautiful. And I kind of like forget that it's, it's getting later and we kind of ride a little bit and then regroup and decide, okay, if we just book it and don't take many rests, we can get to the bottom before the light is completely gone. And so, you know, we're like, okay, good. So we start riding, riding, riding. And we get to a certain intersection and the darkness was basically in full, full mode. <laughs> like we were not even close to the bottom and the sun was basically set. And so at this point, this is when I started to feel those feelings of like anxiety and like freak out starting to build. And not so I... I don't know what it is about darkness that scares me so much. I'm not sure if it's just like the unknown or the fact that I can't see my surroundings. And so I feel really small and like, I don't know, but the darkness scares me in general, but placing the darkness and myself in the middle of the mountain Um, with animals that could potentially kill me (laughs) on a mountain bike where I'm already nervous riding in the daylight, but now I really can't see my obstacles. So it was just a lot at once. And I started to feel like very upset and started vocalizing that a little bit. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I can't believe we decided to go so late. Like, this is the stupidest thing we've ever done. And like my headlamp wasn't very bright, so I couldn't see. And I'm just like, you know what? Okay. We just have to keep moving because this is not helping at all. And so we keep riding And we get to this intersection point where we could continue down the single track trail, which was like the actual trail you would go on if you're on a mountain bike, or we could take this double track trail. And that was a little riskier because we weren't exactly sure where that would take us, but it was a little bit more of a straight shot down the mountain. And so we were just like, okay, let's just do it. And we started taking this, this double track down and I kind of fall behind just a little bit and I turn this corner and I see Eric and our friend just stopped in the middle of this track. And so I kind of pull up I'm like, what's going on? And Eric's like, uh, Steph, do you see eyes? I'm like eyes. (laughs) And I look over to the left and there's this tall grass and I kind of like, you know, searching around and I see eyes, you know, like when you're, you can't see the animal because it's so dark, but you can see their eyes glowing. That's what I saw. So I knew there was something in, in the bushes and I keep staring at it and I'm thinking, okay, like what kind of animal could this be? You know, is this a deer? Um, is this like a rabbit? (laughs) 
I mean, I'm listing like less than, you know, impressive, or uh, the animals I wouldn't mind encountering. And I also remember, like started remembering this research that I had done about a week prior around like what to do if you encounter certain animals in the wild. And, you know, for like a black bear, you're supposed to get really big and show that you're, you know, a threat with a grizzly bear. You do the exact opposite. You get really small. You like do not show, you know, um, say like if you encounter a moose, you, you try not to disturb it. Um, and with, uh, mountain lion, you are supposed to just be really loud. Don't make any sudden movements, like do not run, but also like make some loud noises and try and like, um, show that you're, you are a threat without like making any sudden movements. And we're just watching the behaviors of this animal. And it, it, we started like being loud because really the only thing we like could encounter out in this where we were was very unlikely that it was going to be like a bear or, or and if it was a moose, we would know. Um, so we started making a lot of noise and the animal, the eyes crouched and started like very slowly moving towards us. And that's when we sort of realized like that, holy shit, this is a mountain lion. And, um, at that moment I, my, my mini freak out inside was exploding and it took everything in my power to not just be like, we're going to die. Like I had to do everything in my power to realize like in this very moment, I could either freak out completely and try and like get out of there as fast as possible, which would not be good because you're not supposed to run or look at this other choice that I had, stay calm and accept the fact that there was a freaking mountain lion in front of us and make smart choices in terms of like moving forward. And so luckily Eric, he took the calm, uh, role and he, um, kind of was directing us in this whole situation. So we were clapping rocks really loud and decided to, to put our bikes between us and the, the animal and just sort of move towards it very slowly and when we did that, it did end up like running across the road and up the other side. And so we couldn't see it anymore. And that, at that moment, <laughs> Eric's like, get on your bikes. Are you on your bikes? Like that. Ah. And so I have like two rocks in my hand. I'm trying to get on my bike. Like I'm shaking and we start riding and I like drop the rocks. On. It was a mess. And long story short, we, after a couple more obstacles, we ended up finding our way down the mountain and we were safe. So that's kind of two situations where it's like, okay, I had, I had two options there. Definitely one of the more scarier moments of my life. And I will be totally fine if I never encounter one of those things ever again. (laughs) Um, okay. Another little, I wanted to give another little example of that situation as well. So this past weekend I was down in the desert mountain biking And we were with some friends and I was borrowing a bike because I don't have my own quite yet. I will soon. Um, and you know, I'm, I was with people who were very experienced mountain bikers and we had decided to do some trails. And the second day there was a trail that none of us had ever done before. And so we were trying to get, 
you know, the beta of like where we should go. And, um, we were sort of directed to go up this, um, hill, like we were told to go a certain direction. So we started riding up and everyone else is in front of me. I'm in the back. And again, this is my second day riding. So like the first day I'd done a lot of walking because it was definitely terrain I wasn't comfortable with. And so I was kind of hoping, I think that this next day that I would be able to ride a lot more. (laughs) Quite the opposite. We start going up and I like riding uphill. So I was a little excited and We get to some of these rocks and I'm like, you're supposed to ride up this on your bike? Like how? And then even getting some, like some switchbacks and some like drops. And I'm like, how are you doing this? (laughs) Granted, I mean, these people have been riding bikes for years and this was hardly my second season. And so I can't expect, I, you know, I had to really take a step back and be like, okay, like you have not been riding that long, but it was freaking hard. And I had to get off of my bike and walk probably 80% of that ride, which was so frustrating to me. And uh, by sort of the end of the ride, I was at this point where, again, sort of on the verge of like freaking out and um, definitely put myself in some pretty... uh, uncomfortable situations. Well, I could have put myself in some uncomfortable situations, but just, I think hurting myself and falling, like falling, falling in general is is scary for me. And so there were a lot of moments where I just felt like, like scared, I guess. And so I was like scared and I was frustrated and trying to keep a positive attitude and, you know, all these things. And sort of by the end of the ride, I had like bruises on the back of my shit, my calves from the pedals hitting me because I was walking so much and I was frustrated because I hadn't been riding. But the entire time I kept coming back to, because again, like back to my other, my episode two, where I was talking about how whenever I would get frustrated with not performing well at a sport, I would freak out and get upset and totally just ruin the whole experience for myself. And I was faced with that a lot this past weekend where I had the choice to either completely freaking freak, freak out or try and do everything I could to enjoy the experience. And that was hard. Um, but I think it comes back to, for me, it came back to, again, looking at my two options and being like, okay, if, if I decide to take the path of like listening to my fears and freaking out and letting them take control. And, you know, for me, I had lots of fears, like fear of looking stupid, fear of falling, fear of not being good enough, fear of, you know, their list goes on and on. And, um, also like fear of getting hurt, like a lot of these things, I could have taken that path and let those fears dictate my experience. Or I could take the path of let's just do what we can to enjoy this experience. And that path obviously didn't mean just being reckless and flying down stuff I was uncomfortable with, but rather looking at the situation and saying, yep, that doesn't feel right. I'm going to walk my bike 
and I'm not going to be sour about it. I'm going to look around at this beautiful place I'm in with these amazing people I'm with and choose to have a positive attitude around this. Absolutely. Like there were times where I swore under my breath and let myself be frustrated because you have to let those feelings happen, but I didn't have to let those feelings dictate my entire day or my entire experience. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you by doing that, the whole experience was obviously way more fun because I wasn't sulking the whole time. And I was also allowing myself to learn rather than being bitter about like not being able to be on my bike and just like, like this looks like I was able to be like, okay, well, all right, well, I can't walk this section, but Hey, look, that, that section looks doable. So let's practice the techniques I've been learning and try and do that. Oh, wow. Like let's be proud of that section. Like that was really cool. And of course, like, you know, that was hard and I had to practice it and it didn't work every single time. But generally overall, my experience was way better because I chose to have a positive attitude about it. And that's, that's what I want to talk about. Like, that's what I want to examine and break down today because, you know, I think sometimes in life we are presented with these situations that are less than favorable or, um, situations where our fears are like, you know, we've like definitely have a flashlight shining on them. And we have these moments of choices where we can either decide to be all consumed by our fears and take that path. Or we have this opportunity to acknowledge the fact that those fears exist, that we have two options. I think that that's the biggest thing. And sometimes we don't even realize that we have a second option in these types of situations. But to realize that that second option exists and that it's okay and possible to take that path instead. And whether like choosing to not let those fears completely consume us can present us with a completely different outcome that we weren't even seeing, you know? And I, I mean, think, I think about all sorts of situations like that where I'll talk about this more detail later down the road, but one of my blog posts is about losing my job last, last year. And, you know, when that happened, I of course had my moments of freak out. Like you have to, like, like, when you're presented with these really big, unfavorable situations, like, of course, all sorts of emotions are going to be coming up and we have to acknowledge that those exist. And in situations like with the mountain lion, I, I physically for my life could not react the way I wanted to in that situation. But I feel like we don't always like (laughs) those aren't the situations that we're going to be presented with in terms of like, do we listen to our fears or not? So that's kind of a unique situation. But with the whole mountain biking situation, like I had these moments of, okay, I'm frustrated. Let's acknowledge that. I'm going to swear a little bit. I'm going to be upset. Like, okay. But after letting those emotions like have the center stage and kind of run its course for a minute, like maybe that means like punching pillows or screaming or crying, like, okay, experience that for us for a second. Like we need to, but after we let those emotions have their center stage, let's then decide to first acknowledge that we have two paths and then start experimenting with what it would feel like to take like 
maybe a scarier path, but one that might lead to a life that seems uh, more exciting to you. And so for me, when I lost my job, of course I had my freak out moments. Of course I let myself deal with that process, but that also allowed me to look at like, Hey, like I could do anything right now. And that sparked this whole move to park city. And I started because of that moment, it gave me this opportunity to to start over and start fresh and like actually start taking steps towards the things that I really wanted for myself in this life. And while those are really scary, unknown, um, things, it, just accepting the fact that it was a possibility and then starting to like plan and uncover the opportunities that lie there gave me a clearer path to where I wanted to be rather than just, you know, I could have just stayed in Boulder and maybe found another job and like, that's fine. But again, like let's use these things in our, like, let's just, let's use our life in general to find the path that we really are passionate about. And that means a lot of the times having to face those fears and then not letting them can completely consume us. And of course it's hard. And of course, you know, we have to a lot of the times accept the fact that the unknown is there. But knowing that in this life, we have control over a lot more than we think we do, that's a really empowering thought. And so by, I think, first opening ourselves up to the possibility that we like just knowing that we have control over the way we react and over the fact like that we don't have to listen to our fears that can bring us like for you personally, think about one thing that is, okay, think about where you want to be in life or think about like a really cool thing or a dream or like a path that sounds so exciting to you. And what fears are holding, have been, or like currently are holding you back from achieving that? Maybe make a list of those things. And in my, um, actually, this is this is good. In in my um, on my website, there's a banner up at the top that um, if you sign up for my newsletter, then you will get this free download of. It's a worksheet that is a step-by-step process of how to get to where you want to be in your life, which like, what are your goals and dreams or where do you like, where do you want to be? And a step-by-step like workbook on how to get to those places in your life. And one of the steps, one of the exercises in that workbook is identifying the fears that are holding you back and what you could do to start making moves towards that dream that you are desiring for yourself in this life. So if that sounds cool, you can go to my website. I can, well, I have a link to my newsletter in the show notes 
And if you decide to sign up for my newsletter, you can get that free PDF. And um, I, for with my newsletter, I only send out two emails a week, which is just a blog post reminder and a podcast reminder like that they're available. And sometimes I will maybe sneak a third one in there if there's something really cool or something that you guys should know. Um, and you have the option to unsubscribe if you don't want to receive those emails anymore. So that's an option, but <laughs> long winded little side sidetrack there. But essentially what I'm trying to say is there, the best way to get to where you want to be in life is by identifying the fears that are holding you back and understanding that you have the choice to not let those fears be in the driver's seat of your life. Because for so many years, I did that. Like I held myself back so much because I was too afraid to take a chance on myself. And I think there was probably points where like, I just didn't even believe that that was an option. But if you really look at your life and your situations, like there, I think there is always a second option and there's always something that we can look at from a different way. And if we decide to like, look at those things in our life from a place of love and what we want, like, like what's best for ourselves rather than from that place of fear where it's holding us back and, and we're letting those fears dictate our decisions. It's like, if we can put that aside and start looking at it from a different perspective, it's amazing. Like the things that we're just not seeing because we just don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that it's possible for us, but it is. And it's amazing. Guys, it's amazing what happens when you take a chance on yourself. Even if that's just one tiny little baby step. Like I didn't start my blog for years because I was too afraid of what to, like, I didn't know what to name it. And I was too afraid that like of that commitment, like I didn't start my, I didn't start for so many years because I was too afraid of naming it something and then wanting to change it later or not being like having this like weird thought of like, well, if I name it this and I'm not going to be able to change it, I've already rebranded myself like three or four times and it's not that big of a deal. But because I took that first step, I figured out what I didn't want. And I've now been able to like progress so fast because I just started and because I took a chance and like, well, you know, if I change it, I change it. And just by looking at it from that perspective allowed me to start taking steps. And so like, for example, what if you are like, what if you're presented with this opportunity to um, or like, like you're, you're presented with a promotion. You decide not to take it because one, either you're too afraid of succeeding and that is a scary thing for you, or you're too afraid of failure. And that's a scary thing for you. But what if we decided to look at what the other options were for that? And that kind of comes back to like looking at the best case and worst case scenario. Like those are the two, we think we have those two options right? So what would happen if we just didn't let those fears dictate our decisions? What if we took a chance and decided to look at like what, what other options there are or like what other outcomes could possibly come from this? Or what if we could decide that you would be really successful and this would be really fun and success didn't have to mean that it took over your life that like you could define what that meant. 
Or what if you're presented with this opportunity to move across the country, but maybe you're not sure where like the apartment you're going to live in or the job you're going to have, or, um, that you can't sell your house here or that your kids can't find a place at school or like, you know, there's all of these things that like, as soon as we start thinking about this potential, all of a sudden these fears just start running down like this list just becomes, just becomes full of all of our fears. And then that end result feels so impossible. And that's okay. Like that's going to happen. Our body naturally wants to protect us. But I think that just the thing that I want to highlight out of this entire conversation is that yes, those fears exist and those fears are valid and that's fine. But what would happen if we decided to look at like the other options besides those fears? And what if we could just take one little baby step towards the thing that we're really desiring out of this life? Because it doesn't have to happen all at once. You know, we could find the apartment first. Okay, cool. Let's do that. All right. Then let's figure out what kind of job we could have. Like break it up into baby pieces, like baby bites and start like looking at because when one thing, one little thing happens, it kind of triggers the next thing and it kind of boosts your confidence. And so you just start going and going and going and going. And pretty soon you've reached that goal. And I think when we can just try that once we realize like what's possible for ourselves and then it gets easier and believing in ourselves and, and acknowledging our fears, but not letting not choosing to let them drive this, the bus of our lives and not choosing to let them control us or consume us and seeing that they're like these other things are so possible and doable for us. Like then, I don't know, you just start making decisions that feel really good and you're living a life that's authentic and real and in alignment with your, with your passions and your desires and, and what you want. And then you just feel like it's just more fulfilling. And it's just really, it's exciting. And I feel like this, the past couple of years, I really started to embrace, embrace that. And folks, it's amazing. Like what kinds of things can happen when you believe in yourself and when you take a chance on yourself and when you choose to not let those fears completely consume you, you end up having a much better time, (laughs) I think. And I think that that's kind of where I want to end it because this topic I think can be kind of overwhelming and that's okay. Um, But maybe a challenge for you this weekend or this week is to just take one step towards something that you really want out of this life for you. Or maybe even that just means deciding what it is that you want. And again, I'll come back to this worksheet. It's, I really tried to make it easy to identify those things for you and to help you make an action plan into like actually moving towards those things rather than just being like, cool, here they are. Like what's next, you know? So go ahead and, and, and download that worksheet if that sounds like Um, if this sounds overwhelming and you want just one place to put all of those thoughts like that, that will help you. 
Um, but yeah, maybe it's just identifying what that is. And then maybe next week it's taking one step towards it. Um, sometimes writing it down and putting it like on a mirror or a place where you can see it, that's helped me before. And so maybe that, that would be helpful, um, for you. Um, cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to link, I, I, it's actually kind of fun to write this blog post. I really went into like my whole, uh, story mode writing, which I, that's kind of how I grew up writing. I really like to be that from that like storytelling place. And so that's how I wrote this whole mountain lion edition story. And there's some other fun, fun, uh, little pieces in there, but I'll link up to that in, in the show notes and, um, you can take a read, but Next week's going to be part three, which is our final piece of this whole control beast that we've been discussing. And another quick side note, something that I've really been practicing, and I should actually write, I should write a blog post about this, um, but something I've been really practicing over the last year is asking for what I need. Because two things, one, people can't read my mind. Um, so if I'm like wanting something, but I'm not vocalizing it, how, how am I supposed to expect anyone to know what I'm asking for, what I need in my life? And two, I think I never asked for what I need because I was always afraid of no, but like the, like obviously the worst case thing is like they could say no, but like they could say yes. So if you ask for what you need, and or like if you don't ask for what you need or you don't ask for what you want, like the answer is always going to be no. But if you ask, like the answer might be no, but there's a, a better guarantee, like a better uh, probability that it could be a yes. <laughs> so I've been practicing this, and 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 in practicing this, I um, so my my podcast is now on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, which is pretty exciting. So whatever um, whatever app or or method you use to listen to these podcasts. Thank you. Like, thank you. Something that would be really helpful for me in getting more exposure to my podcast and getting it into the right ears of the people who really need to hear this kind of stuff would be leaving a review and a rating in whatever podcast app that you use. Um, that just kind of helps get more eyes on the podcast itself if there's more reviews. And for those of you who have already left me reviews, thank you so much. I seriously, this this whole journey is definitely, like I do it one because I'm so passionate about it and it makes me really happy and fulfilled. But obviously like it comes down to like, I do this for you as well because this kind, this stuff has changed me in such a positive way that like, I want to share it. And so having you on this journey and knowing that these things are helping, like, man, I can't, I can't even express how much that means to me and how thankful I am for, for all of you. And like just the words that you have sent to me so far. And I'm, I'm speechless right now because I'm so thankful. (laughs) So I so appreciate it. And this would just be something else that um, would would help me a lot in in getting these words out to to other people. Um, okay, well, have a great weekend. If I, I always say have a great weekend, like I expect you all listen to this on Thursday, but whatever day you're listening to this, I hope the rest of your week and that day is beautiful for you. Thank you so much for being here, and I will chat soon. Bye, everyone.
Thank you so, so much for listening and for being here with me. If you want more resources, pop on over to www.stephanie-dankelson.com. And until next time, stay radiant.